Welcome to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello, created for entrepreneurs and online business owners who know that business gets to be different from what we've been told. Join me and my entrepreneurial guests for insights into how they've created wild success while dropping the hustle and honoring their well-being. Because I believe that success is more than a financial destination. It's how we get to feel every day. Hello, gorgeous thing. Today, I'm talking to you about not the what, but the how. Let's elaborate on that so you can understand. Do you want to hang out with me for the next 15 minutes or not? I'm talking about how when it comes to growing your own online business, it's very easy at times to feel like I want to throw the whole thing in. This isn't working for me. I need to serve an entirely different type of client. I need to have an entirely different offer. I might just entirely pivot my niche altogether. And what I'm speaking to is the fact that I felt these feelings too. And what I quickly recognized was it wasn't really about the what I was doing. It was about how I was doing it. I'm going to be elaborating on that a bit more over the next 10 to 15 minutes. So if you are curious, if you're, if you've ever been in that predicament where you have felt like you hate let's say, maybe not all your clients, but let's say one or two of them are enormously triggering you. Let's say you feel like your team are consistently letting you down or not doing what you'd like them to be doing. Let's say you just feel like even when you're on your one-to-ones, talking with your coaching clients just makes you feel dull and bored and uninspired. These are the kind of things I'm speaking to today because I've seen this time and time again in the clients I support. And of course, it was also my own journey. So I'm going to be sharing some real, really real stuff here that I've never shared anywhere else. So I'm going to be really honest with you here and share this bit of a bombshell. I was almost tempted to give up Facebook ads pretty much consistently for about six months in a row. I was kind of trying to find a get out route from Facebook ads. And I'll explain why in a moment. Um, But of course, you know, a lot of people around me were very shocked. You know, I trained up in Facebook ads. I think it was the beginning of 2019. I'd been running them as a contractor throughout 2019 to eat for e-com businesses. And in the beginning of 2020, I specialized with supporting coaches And I really felt at the time that was going to be really pivotal for me because I essentially didn't feel very lit up supporting e-com businesses. And I felt so much more passionate about supporting individuals who were here to create a a really good impact in the world. People here who were were here to make a difference and make money while doing it, but they were here to make a difference. I felt like that would be the most meaningful form of marketing I could possibly do. And it has been, and it still is on so many levels. And actually where I was falling out of love with the business wasn't so much about who I was working with or, um, you know, like what, what work I was doing. It was how I was going about it. And when I switched how I changed the way I was working, everything changed in my business and I quickly started to recognize, and I think one of the powerful things I really saw really early on as I was considering what to do instead was the things I was finding really frustrating in my business. There was a very high likelihood of them rearing their head again in any capacity, in any form, in any kind of business I did, because what they boiled down to in many senses 
was a lack of clarity around how I wanted to do business. And therefore, I didn't have the boundaries around how I was willing to show up and do business. And I'd also been giving my power away. I hadn't recognized that actually it wasn't about, you know, it wasn't for business to happen to me. I get to happen to my business. I get to, you know, I get to make big changes and people aren't actually going to bat an eyelid. In fact, they'll probably respect me the more for it and recognize how in demand my business is and therefore certain um, boundaries need to be in place. And that was very much you know, the reality I found when I started making changes in my business, people rarely bat an eyelid um, and just recognized it as part of my business growth. And yet I was in knots, in knots worrying if I change anything, will that be the thing that makes or breaks my client contract? So that's kind of what I want to speak to because this doesn't just apply to Facebook ads. I've seen it with coaches who you know, regularly find themselves, um, you know, kind of saying, oh, well, I thought I wanted to work with mums, but I've realized actually I want to work with women who are in corporate careers who aren't necessarily mums. And I don't want to support them with their business anymore. I want to support them with their love life. Or I don't want to support them with their love life. I want to support them with their body image issues. You know, the, the reality is when it comes to online business, none of us ever arrive in this place of working for ourselves with just one skill set. So many of us uh, have so many passions and interests and skills and qualifications and things we can bring to the table. I have absolutely no doubt that that coach who desires to support your business as well as your love life, as well as your body image, can 100% do all of those things. I know myself, I've been in subconscious transformation programs with a focus on my business and found the ripple effect has spilled over to how I show up in my relationships, how I show up my children, the compassion I show to myself in all areas of my life. I mean, I think it's very rare that we do anything in our lives and it only touches that one immediate part. There is always a ripple effect. So it's not to say that these things aren't true or aren't valid. And it's also true to say that if you're trying to serve and do all of those things at the same time, you're making things so much more difficult for yourself because you're, you will be diluting your expertise, which will dilute the number of people who will come to you to work from you. You're essentially making it really unclear how you support people and therefore people are going to be less likely to buy from you. So it's not a good business strategy to try to be all the things to all the people, even if you have the potential to do it. And this is why going off on a slight tangent, it is so important to really go in on what it is that lights you up. Now, having said that, because it's so important to go in on what lights you up, this is where people can think it's the what. I'm not feeling lit up by this kind of work because I'm constantly feeling overstretched. I'm constantly feeling this. I'm constantly feeling that. So therefore, I need to change what I'm doing. And as I said earlier, what has been pivotal for me is every time I feel that way, it's reminding myself, hey, Polly, you're no longer in a corporate gig anymore. You get to make up the rules here. This is your choice. And you know what's really exciting? Every time I have listened to what it is I desire and implemented what it is I desire, I attract even more empowered clients, you know, better caliber of everything. Um, you know, my team are happier. I'm happier. The quality of work and the kind of conversations I'm having is richer and more powerful. 
Everything gets better when I listen to those nudges rather than ignore them. There are so many factors, right? Let's start with the kind of strategical ones. So strategically, it could be that you have a launch and the launch doesn't do well and that hurts your ego. I mean, understandably, I'm not saying this from a place of shame. I've been there. I get it. And in that moment, it can be very easy to think, but I've had all these conversations. I've had all these people show up to my masterclass. I have all these people on my list. And this one offer isn't doing particularly well. Is there something to do with what I'm doing? And do I need to do something different to make it work? not recognizing that sometimes it can be to do with timings. Like I'm recording this in June, um, the end of June, and we're about to go into the summer holidays. And I can see categorically across my Instagram right now, everyone's doing posts around what to do when sales slow down, what to do when your offer's not landing, what to do to prepare for September. So I'm, I'm definitely sensing that there is a trend at the moment of people buying less. And it's hardly surprising, is it? We've just been through two years of on and off pandemic-y rubbishness. And finally, we have our first summer without any COVID restrictions and everybody is gearing up to have the best summer of their lives. So I'm not surprised. And at the same time, when we are so immersed in our own world, it's easy to think, is there something that I'm doing wrong without recognizing it all gets to be incredible in August as people start signing up with a view to what is going to be happening September onwards. But perhaps now it's just a little quieter. And then the next stage is, of course, is in the actual running of your business. When you find yourself, you know, late at night answering messages, when you find yourself not being able to take that lunch break because that really pushy client has said they must talk to you at 1 p.m., when you find yourself missing out on a sunny day and you see all your contemporaries and other you know, competitors out enjoying the sunshine and going off to do fun things and you are still sat at your desk or you feel like you're the only one up past 8 p.m. creating content for the rest of the week because you haven't managed it in the day. In those moments, it's really easy to think, I'm doing the wrong thing. You know, I'm running the wrong offer. And the reality is, when somebody chooses to work with you, they're not coming to work with you because of how you work. They're coming to work with you. And this applies across the board, right? They're coming for the transformation. There'll be an element of how you work that obviously impacts your working relationship with them. Of course, I'm not denying that. I think, you know, good customer service and, um, you know, looking after your clients well is immensely important. And you get to do that and have boundaries, okay? And everything I just referenced there comes back to a desire to people, please, and a lack of boundaries. And again, I'm not saying this from a judgmental space because that was 100% me. Um, people say when you become a parent that it is one of the biggest like self-development kind of times in your life because of the amount of stuff you have to work through, the amount of patience you have to find, the amount of... Um, you know, inner wisdom that kind of helps you learn about yourself on an entirely different level. Well, I'd say that is even more acute when it comes to growing an on online business, particularly if you're scaling as rapidly as we have in the last two years. And I say we, because I always include my team in this. That level of self-awareness around these behaviors is integral to you then being able to do something with that awareness around your behavior. So when you can recognize, oh, I'm not staying up at 8 p.m. to respond to a message because um, it feels good. I'm doing it because I need to. I mean, because I have to give some context here. I've occasionally responded to messages in the evening. I work my days and relatively flexible hours to allow for school pickups or moments with my children or mornings off or personal training or any of those things. So that does mean in terms of my evenings, 
I either have the do not disturb on or I, you know, will, if I choose to do those things, I choose to do those things. But that is the difference here. Okay. I really want to speak to that. When it feels like a choice, it feels good. When it feels like, oh, what will she say if I don't? I won't be sleeping tonight if I don't. That is not a good energy. Okay. And that is the difference. The difference is with the way I show up for my clients, most of them, when I do it outside of what they expect of me, they will say, oh, I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you going out your way. Well, previously, the kind of clients I felt like I had to reply to at 8 p.m. would never say that. They would then push and push and push and the next day still make you feel like you weren't doing enough for them. And that is the kind of stuff that I really quickly early on in terms of Facebook ad clients recognized I wasn't available for and actually chose to give notice to those kind of clients because the energy you grow your business from is pivotal. So I've always been of the viewpoint that anything that takes away from my energy is not something I focus on. And I focus way more on the things that contribute to it positively. So back to the what and the, and the how and the why of, you know, you know, what you're doing. If you are people pleasing, if you are ignoring your boundaries, if you are feeling overstretched, if you are feeling, and this also, by the way, applies to your team. You know, if you feel like I've had moments with my team where I felt um, not as supported as I wanted to be, where I was doing too much. And again, it's so interesting because this is a new thing, right? For so many of us, many of us won't have hired a contractor before. Many of us won't have had to kind of start growing a team before. So it is a learning curve. And one of the learning curves for me was recognizing it's not their job. I'm not in a corporate company where someone has been carefully vetted and given their spe- you know, specific position and understands their responsibilities. That's for me to give to them. And the title virtual assistant is not enough. You need to hire people with the premise of this is your area of responsibility and this is how I, I know, I'm asking you to support me. And for them to then either agree to that and be happy with that or say, no, that's not for me. And that has been pivotal in my business because when I recognized it's not my team letting me down, it's my inability to communicate what it is that I need and my lack of processes to support them in delivering that in an efficient way. And as soon as I had those kind of light bulb moments, everything got so much easier. And now every single, you know, I had like a very tiny wobbly moment about, I don't know, over a year ago. And ever since then, I've been singing my team's praises because they are, they are amazing. And ultimately, like so many other areas in your business, it came back to me and how I chose, you know, it's not giving your power away to a team member that might be not supporting you as you wish them to, to a client that's not showing up the way you wish they would, to a business that's structured in a way that is demanding too much of you. The power is all with you. And you get to choose how you work. You get to choose how many hours you get to choose how many team members you'd like to support you. You get to choose how much money you're making. You get to choose how you are, you know, what boundaries you have with your clients so that you don't, you know, so they understand that you won't be responding to them late at night. These are all the game changing elements. Now, what I would advise on a very practical level is do not implement these things all overnight because it will be a real shock to yourself and to your nervous system. I would instead write down a list of all the things that would make your business better even if it feels kind of wild to you right now, because I promise you a lot of things I felt were overstretching it. As I started to implement them, it became easier. So let me give you an example. I, about a year ago, I think it was perhaps even longer. I decided I didn't want to work from Friday after 2 PM because I wanted to be 
able to pick up my children on a Friday and I wanted to be able to have time with them on a Friday afternoon. And that has now extended to me not taking any calls on a Friday since. That first you know, thing was like, okay, finishing two hours earlier. So now my team know that they're answering any emails in that time or you know, clients know that if they want anything from me, I'm communicating, they need to deliver it by Friday morning. And it really was that simple. But at the beginning, I thought, well, what will people think? What will people say? Turns out nothing. And now I have a Friday day, which is purely about myself, my business um, content and anything that lights me up. It could just be a day that I just decide to go down to the beach and chill out. Whatever I need in that week, I allow myself on Fridays. Um, and so various boundaries around my business have all kind of been implemented. And like I said, in, in the majority of cases, nobody's actually even noticed. And so again, it comes back to that old thing of we are the stories we tell ourselves. If we tell ourselves the story that everyone's going to be outraged that we're doing a four-day working week versus five, um, then you know what will people think? Most of these things, as long as you communicate them clearly and you do it with love and with the same intention to support your clients as well as you were previously, they will not bat an eyelid. So I guess that's all I have to say to you today. If you are in that place, and I think we all are to a certain extent, right? I think even when you are in the happiest place of your business, there's nearly always something that's grinding on you. So here is my challenge to you today. If you have something that's grinding on you at all, any little niggle, think about something practically that you can do or schedule in if right now seems too soon to enable it to be easier. You know, one tiny example I'll give is I was really bad at taking a lunch break. So I scheduled in an hour every single day on my calendar to take that lunch break, to make it that nobody could accidentally book a call over that time. And I just hadn't thought of that previously. Can you believe I had not thought of that? So whatever it is, no matter how small, no matter how big, do it. Do it now. Do it today. And then please come and find me on Instagram at Polly Lavarello and share with me what you are doing because you, my friend, are carving out a little bit more freedom in your business today just by doing that one tiny act alone. Thank you so much for listening to me today and I'll speak to you again soon. You have been listening to the Embodied Business Revolution podcast with myself, Polly Lavarello. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you enjoyed today's episode and are keen to hear more, come on over and join us behind the scenes at Embodied Business Revolution on Instagram. We can't wait to say hi.